0: I'm a man. I'm 40. It's all you boys. They my brothers. They my friends. Yeah. I at Coach Sumlin. Yeah. I at the stoop. The entire first half, we got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money and all we wanted to do was have pouty expressions on our face. We're back.
1: Hello and welcome to the Around the 12 podcast. My name is Tanner Price and I'm here with my co-host Greg Hawker. Greg, how are you doing today? I'm I'm doing good. Can't complain. You're How, what about you? I'm good. I'm still I'm still recovering from last night. That Very was, true. It was a fun game. We we went to bedlam. It was packed. We actually ended up sitting in the 300 section. So we were we were up there in the rafters. But no,
0: not a bad seat though. Oh no. Um, yeah, we're old now. So the game started at eight. Hour drive from where we lived. Didn't get back till eleven, eleven thirty. We're we're old, so we're feeling it today.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it was it was very exciting um it was my first basketball game of the year yeah yeah to, to take in so it was nice and hopefully greg and i have been talking about maybe going down to Loy- lloyd noble uh to go watch some games at ou here pretty soon too it's the so, most local yeah most local to us so so we'll have to see what happens there but yeah that was it was a great game it was a lot of fun i mean personally as osu fans it might have been a little bit more fun for us but um it was it was still a good game. It was nice
0: to see the gym packed. Um, I mean, there's been some good basketball games this week. We'll get into that. We'll get into that soon. I know uh, Kansas, Kansas State was a lot of fun too. So oh, a, couple, yeah. a couple big in-state rivalry games uh, this week. So it's been fun. Been a fun week of basketball. Yes,
1: yes, it has. So all that talk with basketballs, but we're gonna pivot. we're gonna yeah we're gonna do a little pivot here, and we are gonna jump to football. So today was actually the last day, so today is January 19th. Today was the last day to enter the portal until May, but if there are players still in the portal right now who haven't committed anywhere, they still can commit. You just can't have anybody new enter the portal. So only good news from here on out. (laughs) Yes, yes, only signings until May, but... Yeah, there is one more. There is one more um
0: open window for transfers uh in May. I, I think it's like right after the semester ends. So, um I d- I don't expect that many teams should see a, a large chunk of departures like we saw in December and January only because I think if if you see someone leave in May, it'll be more so cuz of playing time. Just they'll they'll kind of evaluate their positions uh after spring practice. So hopefully this is the last time we really have to dive into all the departures that
1: uh, our schools have had. Yes. So we're just going to jump right into it. We're going alphabetical order. Um, Baylor has uh, a four-star running back, Craig Williams, enter the portal. Uh, Kansas State has three guys enter the portal. We're not going to go through and name name drop everybody, but a wide receiver, an edge rusher, and an offensive tackle. OU has three players: one linebacker and two uh, inside of the linemen. And Greg, you want to take the take the rest here? Yeah. So
0: uh, Oklahoma State um, don't even really know what you would consider this. Maybe not even a departure. I'm not sure if you ever showed up on campus, but uh, Oklahoma State received a commitment from, I um, really Western Michigan running back Sean Tyler, uh, a transfer commitment. He has since uh, flipped his commitment to Minnesota, so uh, we're counting that as a departure. Uh, and then TCU. Like Tanner and I mentioned, they really didn't see, they they saw maybe one or two guys enter prior to the championship game. Now that the season is officially over for them, they've seen six guys enter the portal. Um, They've had a highly touted uh, quarterback, uh, I'll be back up, but a highly touted quarterback, uh, two corners, a safety, a wide receiver, and an edge rusher. Um, Texas uh, has a four star corner enter the portal and then Tech had two players, uh, one receiver and one defensive lineman. So not nearly as many um as in past weeks, but TCU did see uh their,
1: the the most uh action they've seen uh in terms of departures, which I think makes sense because you're not going to transfer from the from the team while you're in the middle of the college football playoff. Um so honestly, they're they're kind of catching up to everybody else. That and they still haven't hit the numbers that most teams have hit.
0: I mean, I think the average off the top of my head would probably be about twelve to thirteen guys. Is that what you'd say? Departures yeah. per yes. team, some under, some over. I think tcu has got a total of seven or eight
1: at this point. So they're still they're still sitting pretty good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think you hate you hate to say it, but I I, I don't know. I think some as as a fan of a school you you don't like to see guys go some sometimes though these these transfers are good for them and i kind of going back to like what what michael was talking about last week on the podcast um sometimes it's for a better situation and sometimes it's used improperly and as these players are leaving you hope them the best but you still will root for your team hopefully um yeah we don't need any fans in the portal either (laughs) no absolutely not um Greg, let's go ahead and cover some of the the signings now. So we covered the bad stuff. Let's go cover the good stuff. So,
0: again, starting alphabetically, Baylor signed two quarterbacks. Um, interesting. Uh, you know, they've got Blake Shapin still, uh, but possibly, possibly to get him some help um, well, and in case he goes down with injury. And, and then, yes, I think what you, you're going to talk about Kyron Jones. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, absolutely uh, no experience behind Blake Shapin or – Frankly, I don't even know how many quarterbacks they had on the roster. They weren't uh, named Blake Shapin. So Baylor was able to sign two quarterbacks, um, one of them uh backup from Mississippi State. So in that Mike Leach offense, maybe he'll bring in some uh, some of that experience. Iowa State uh, signs a three-star wide receiver. Uh, Kansas uh, picked up five players uh, this is these past two weeks since Tanner and I have last talked about the portal. Uh, They've picked up a running back, um, and then a bunch of help on the defense. They they picked up an edge rusher, a corner, and a linebacker, and then um, they also picked up an offensive tackle. Uh, And then Kansas State, uh, they also picked up two players. They picked up a running back uh, from Florida State. Uh, Just kind of assume he'll, uh, um, you know, they needed a replacement for Deuce Vaughn, so it's probably what they're looking for there. Won't replace the production of Deuce Vaughn, but. Uh, hopefully he can get close, and then they also picked up an edge
1: rusher. Uh, Tam, you want to cover the, the last few? Yeah. So Oklahoma signed three players in the, in these last two weeks. So a tight end, an offensive tackle, and a wide receiver. So if you're an OU fan, you're you're looking at that and you're saying, okay, so we're trying to we're trying to build up um, some of our offensive positions. Um, so that's 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 good to see. They're they're honestly kind of stacking up that that tight end room because they got Austin Stogner back, and then they they signed another one. So it's good to see Oklahoma State signs five players, and actually, all of them are on the offense. So, a tight end, a running back, Alan Bowman, the quarterback, which we'll probably discuss a little bit more, and then two wide receivers. Um, so, that's if, as an Oklahoma State fan, you, you really like to see that. Um, but I didn't even realize Al- Alan Bowman was still in college.
0: Yeah, Alan Bowman started his career at Texas Tech. And so. Uh, familiar with the Big 12 for sure. And uh, it'll be interesting to see him see him back. He hasn't played in a couple of years, uh, transferred from Tech to Michigan, uh, was not able to win the starting job. So uh, OSU, though, seemingly found their quarterback. Um, they still have those young guys uh, behind Bowman, but Bowman will have one more year of eligibility. Um, and then I can go ahead and cover the last few. So TCU... Uh, they signed two players just had a, a receiver and an edge, another receiver. Um, after signing a uh, Oklahoma State's John Paul Richardson a few weeks ago, uh, Texas signed a, a safety, and then West Virginia signed uh, two players, uh, both on that defensive line, one D lineman and then one edge rusher.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you can you can kind of tell where schools are trying to fill in those position groups. Oklahoma State on offense, OU on offense as well. West Virginia on defense. So you can see where some of the holes are and where they're trying to fill those holes. So so that's definitely uh, good to see from those schools. So, Greg, I, I, I have a question for you. We're speaking about the transfer portal. Who or what school do you think did the best in the transfer portal? Or, or another question, uh, who was hurt the most by the transfer portal? Man, so like
0: we mentioned before, so now now that the transfer portal is closed, there can be no more departures. So I think this is now like a fair question. You can evaluate it as, you know, every team season is over, the championship's done. Um mostly we were just waiting to see what uh what TCU would do. But I have I have two answers for the for the who did the best. I think TCU And I I know that's an obvious answer, but I think TCU did the best in that um, they're pretty even in terms of guys transferring out and guys transferring in. I think they've got about seven or eight of each. And the guys they have transferring in are or were starters at their previous schools. And so they bring a lot of experience. And if these guys weren't starters, they're young guys, 19, 20 year olds that were just just freshly recruited out of high school that were four or five star guys. I mean, they had, uh, three players from Alabama. So I think capitalizing off of their, and we'll get to this, but capitalizing off of their championship run, um, by getting a lot of those, uh, by getting a lot of those transfers. And then my dark horse, Kansas, I think, I think Kansas had a a very successful transfer portal and that the guys they had transfer out, um, Mostly didn't see them on the field too much, give or take one or two guys. But they had some guys come in. And they really—I mean, their biggest weakness this year was their defense, as Tanner and I uh, talked about probably too much <laughs> uh, the last couple of weeks of the season, just just how how poor and, and how uh, how bad they were struggling. But uh, they were able to sign a lot of uh, defensive players and uh, a lot of guys from uh, Power Five
1: conferences and a lot of Big Ten transfers. So, what about what about you? yeah i greg t c u they're they're just they're kind of doing everything right right now they're signing signing good quality players they're retaining some some very solid talent from this year i mean it's it's difficult not to honestly like them going into next season but yeah i would say t c u obviously i i don't have a dark horse i think Kansas did a good job i mean obviously. I bet they would like to have seen maybe even a little more talent. They they might have gotten a little greedy, not <laughs> not nest that not that they got greedy in in this sense, but that maybe as a Kansas fan you'd like to see more talent come in. But yeah, I don't really have a dark horse. I think TCU stands far and above everybody else. Who who has hurt the most? Oklahoma State. Yeah, I think that's obvious. I there's, think that's there's obvious. no doubt. You lose over seventy five percent of your offensive production. You you lose twenty five percent of your tackling on the back end. Uh, Yeah, they, they've been hurt. Uh, Yeah. And, and just to clarify, Oklahoma State
0: lost 16 guys. So that's, I mean, uh, I think one of the key things for fans to really focus on when looking at the transfer portal is it's, it's deceiving to just look at the number of transfers that you have um, coming, both coming in and coming out. Uh, it's easy to see a number like 15 transfers and and freak out. Well, you know, how much production did they have? Like, were they going to be a starter in the upcoming year? I mean, those are the types of things you have to look at. Um, I mean, Texas had 16 guys transfer out. And, I mean, most of these guys, again, give or take, I mean, don't get me wrong. They had some talent. Leave them, no doubt. But a lot of these guys, like Hudson Card, I mean, he was uh, he was fixing to be the third string quarterback next year. So, when you look at Oklahoma State, they also lost 16 guys, but they lost 11 or 12 starters? Maybe, yeah. Maybe 10 starters? I, I mean, your starting quarterback, your starting running back, two or three starting receivers, um... And and your your uh, leading tackler. It's just it's it, it's a tough. It was a tough offseason for Oklahoma State. Hopefully, uh, for them um, and for Tanner and I. Obviously, being fans of OSU, you know things can swing in the right direction. They obviously signed a lot of players as well. Uh, but I think it's just hard to replace that sort of production. So I, I would agree with your answer. Yep.
1: Yeah. I think I think that one's obvious. I think other schools, obviously. Oklahoma lost fifteen. Texas, I was going to say, o, OU, OU would have been my second. Yeah, my second choice. Texas loses sixteen. Tech loses ten. Like West Virginia loses fifteen. There's there's a lot of guys transferring out, but as we've spoken about many times before, there there are guys transferring in as well. So don't be too concerned um, on that front. Well. We've talked about departures signings it's been two two weeks now, and we have avoided a topic that I think is gonna pain both of us to talk talk about, but we have to talk about the college football championship game i do we I don't want to <laughs> um but I think to be fair, I think we we have to we should so
0: this this was tough I mean, I don't know how much we'll dive into it I think. Yeah. The hope going into this game for me, it, even though I picked Georgia, was I think my silver lining was Max Duggan. If he if he play if he balls out, TCU will have a chance. Um, well, Max Duggan didn't ball out, but even if he did, I don't think TCU would have had a chance. Georgia uh, Georgia just overpowered and and just out outplayed TCU in in all phases. And I mean. It, it's just tough to see. It, it's tough to see.
1: Uh,
0: TCU deserved to be in there. And, uh, you know, I would go to my deathbed saying that they deserved to be in there. They beat Michigan, probably the best win in program history, but uh, losing like this in the championship game isn't something that I really saw coming.
1: Yeah. And I, I didn't see it coming either. I, you see a de Mercado's, performance in the semifinal game, and you think, okay, even though Kendra Miller's out, Di is going to come in and not necessarily be a one-for-one, one, like one guy comes out, one guy comes in, um, quote-unquote transfer, but there was no help, there was no run game, um, and it's not even that it was TCU's fault. Georgia was just that good. They had five sacks, nine tackle for losses. Max Duggan threw two interceptions. It's, it's, it's tough to play offense against a defense like that. I, I really, really, really don't think that anybody else in the country would have even played a close game. And earlier in the season, you, you have teams who are playing them. I think they, they beat Missouri by thirteen or fourteen. And yeah, I think it was less than that. Yeah, there are games like that where. Honestly, Georgia's sleeping through that game. Well, you could argue that they were sleeping through the
0: semifinal game with Ohio State. I mean, they it took it took a a shanked field goal from Ohio State uh, for for Georgia to not or for Georgia to be in the championship game, which is wild when you think about that. And uh, you know, transitive property is one of the worst, I think, all time worst things you can do in college football. But if you just if you just look at like three games you know, Michigan went on the road, and beat Ohio State by 20. Yeah. Like, like didn't, didn't just like barely sneak out and like they, they beat them down. And then you look at TCU who played a really good game with Michigan. And I think if those teams played 10 times, I think, I think it'd be about 50, 50, but TCU got the better of them. And then Ohio State gives Georgia a run for their money. And so it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Um, I think that um uh, i think that if tcu had this back i think it'd be a lot closer um but unfortunately that's just not not how it went down uh, max duggan didn't play very well but he also didn't have much of a shot um they the one touchdown drive they had was was after after georgia was up 10 georgia went up 10 to zero uh tcu had a, put together a great drive i mean like four or five plays it was scored and it was like almost looked effortless, and so Tanner and I, were like, all right, here we go, we got a game. And then it was just an onslaught from then on out. I mean, Georgia just kept throwing haymakers, and TCU just couldn't keep up. I mean, they couldn't even put any more points on the board.
1: Yeah, yeah, we Greg and I were both thinking that that we have a game on our hands. It was ten to seven. And we're like, okay, let's do it. And then it yeah just hopped off the rails from there. It yeah, it's it's tough. It's real tough, but I mean, you also do have what twenty six year old Stetson Bennett out on the field playing yeah, against nineteen twenty. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think honestly, I I think I not that Stetson Bennett is listening, but I think I owe him an apology, man. <laughs> I I did not give him enough credit in that preview. I I think you know I did pick Georgia to win, but I didn't think that I didn't think that Stetson Bennett would be one of the main reasons why, and he balled out. So I, yeah, I. That, that, that's my bad. That's me not watching Georgia every game of the year. I, I just, I don't watch Georgia. I just, I know that they're going to win most weeks, if not every week, like they did this year. So, yeah. What were our, uh, what were the final big 12 bowl picks? Oh
1: man. Let me, give me a second. You, you I've got, I've got another, I've got another question for you. Okay. Hit me up while I, I got another question that. for you, but, we, but I think we've got to do the final bowl picks. Okay. So Greg ended up going. Seven and two, and I went five and four. So very well done, sir. Most of my picks were, well, not most of well, my picks. Well, your last
0: two picks were very much prayers. They in, were in um, Kansas State and Alabama and TCU and Georgia. They were emotional. So I, I do give you credit there. Um, I, so I wanted to pose this question to you more of like, there's no right or wrong answer here. This is just like, just, just your opinion. So, If you, if you were an athletic director and you could choose out of, out of one, one out of these two seasons, who would you choose? So your first option is 2021 Baylor. So they were the, forget their regular season record. I think they went 10 and two. I think so. They were 10 and two. They won the Big 12 championship Mm -hmm. game and then they beat Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. So they, conference champs, Sugar Bowl champs. So that's your first option. Your second option is, uh, this year's TCU team. Who went twelve and zero in the regular season? Big Twelve runner up because uh, they did lose to Kansas State. Um, college football playoff uh, win and then a blowout loss in the championship game. Which Which of those two seasons are you taking?
1: I don't know. So well, I do know what I what I'm gonna say, but that's so that's that kind of puts you in a tough situation because you you either go out on top or you go out getting blown out, but. I have, I have a decision. So I would, I would pick TCU in that, in that instance. Um, not, not only just because you make it to the college football playoff, you, you beat Michigan, who you weren't supposed to beat. Then you end up playing Georgia, and yes, you get blown out, but you still made it to the college football playoff. You made it to the championship. Um, not only as a, you're asking me as an athletic director, and as an athletic director, I'm looking at how much. Uh, how much money I can raise as along with how my team is doing. So yes, you get molly whopped in the championship game, but you just got so much free publicity. You got recruits seeing TCU on, on television from all over the country. So maybe, maybe they've never even heard of TCU. Maybe they don't like, they never thought of TCU and maybe now they saw TCU in the championship game and they're thinking, huh, TCU might be an option. I don't know. But as an athletic director that's i that's what i would want i
0: agree with you i would choose i would choose this this year's tcu team and i think my answer is, is all the reasons that you said would would be would be mine as well but i would say i think a playoff win does so much for your program um, people forget i think cuz i i mean i forgot this is the Big 12's first playoff win. Yep. Like, OU made it three times, I believe, and is 0-3. O- o and, and and they're the only Big 12 school to have made the playoff. Um, I mean, TCU was snubbed the first year. Um, Oklahoma State and Baylor were close last year. Um, we've had a few other teams right on the outside looking in. Um, but TCU, first team not named OU to make it, and they're the first Big 12 team to win. A playoff game, and so you hate to see the blowout loss. Um, but yeah, I I think the playoff win does more for your program. Although people underestimate conference championships these days, and so just to play devil's advocate, I I would I think the whole, arguing the other side, I, I think you could say winning a conference championship game and then. Winning a New Year Six Bowl against a top tier SEC school like Ole Miss, I think if you can pitch that in the right way, especially to recruits, I think you can really capitalize
1: off that. So I don't think you can go wrong either way, but I take the playoff win. Yep, I kind of I'm glad we're on the same page honestly about that. So, um, so once again, we're gonna make we're gonna make a classic pivot and we're gonna go on to Big Twelve basketball. Um, so. I once again am not doing well on my on my picks. I don't know what's going on. Um but I'm currently under 500. So I am 7 and 8. Greg is 10 and 6. He had a good week 2 weeks ago. So proud of you kid, you're doing well. We didn't make any picks obviously last week's we interviewed Michael. Um so we're
0: we're uh, we're not counting any of those games cuz we we did not. We did not pick them. So,
1: yep. But Greg, so you know how there's currently 10 teams in the Big 12. Mm -hmm. how many of them are ranked six we got 60 percent of the conference ranked uh we got kansas at two texas at seven iowa state at 12 kansas state at 13 tcu at 14 and baylor at 21 and we're about to cover it but i am going to guess kansas state is going to be in the top 10 next week
0: k-state will be in the top 10 um iowa state honestly as well uh could also be in the top 10 i mean it's or no Kansas Kansas beat Iowa State. That was a close game, but Kansas beat Iowa State. So I guess I guess they'll drop. Um yeah, it's a gauntlet. It's just such a gauntlet. Um I know uh I know that um Baylor even struggled to start the year and um I well I think they were 0 and 3 in conference play and they rattled off two or three straight wins. Yeah, they actually they actually
1: dropped out of the top 25 and then came back in this week. So that's that's really good to see. So I once again have the average net rankings, so this is basically um, how strong, or excuse me, the average, so it's the average position of rank for the entire conference is what I have right here. So of Power 5, or I guess Power 6, because in basketball we have the Big East, so it starts at the bottom with the ACC, Pac-12, these are all in the 100 to 95 range. Um, then you go to the Big 10. Or, sorry, excuse me, the Big East, They their average position rank in the coaches poll is 76. The SEC is at 71. The Big 10 is at 55. And yours truly, the Big 12, is at 28.4. That's wild. That's
0: so crazy. Because, I mean, what is your lowest ranked team going to be? Like OSU or West Virginia? Probably yep. in like the, I don't know, 40s? Yep. Like that's probably your worst ranked team. Which is above average
1: of every single other conference. Exactly. Yeah. So, yes, the Big Twelve is a gauntlet, but also it's it's recognized as by far and away the best Big Twelve conference or best. I think. I think
0: I want all ten teams in the the tournament this year. I don't know. I know it won't happen. happen. I know it won't happen. I just think I think it should.
1: I think it should. It'd be fun. It'd be nice, but. It's not gonna happen. Alright, let's recap some of these games from so, this last week. We're gonna we got ten games we're gonna cover from this last week. We're gonna kinda run through them kind of quick, but we'll see what happens. So Baylor beats Oklahoma State by sixteen. Kansas beat Iowa State by two. Texas beats Texas Tech by two. That game is honestly closer than most people expected. Uh TCU be- beats Kansas State by 14. That was also a Kind of an unexpected blowout. TCU needed that one, honestly. That was a good win for them. Yep. OU beat West Virginia by one. Uh, Kansas State beats Kansas by one in overtime. This, that was a wild game. This might go down as the best game of the year. It was
0: up there. The uh, If you haven't seen it, you have to go and watch the way Kansas State won this game with their go-ahead basket. It was, I mean, called the timeout set up the play and they've got I don't even remember his name and he's he's posting up like around honestly a little bit below the elbow and uh the Kansas defenders is in his back and he just spins off of them and the lob that was thrown was just like couldn't have been placed better. So Kansas State wins off of an alley oop and then or they they take the lead off of an alley oop and then they get their the defensive stop at the end to win it overtime. But that was a crazy game um the uh the octagon of doom right that's its, signet, oh, its yep. nickname yep. Uh, it was it was rocking that was yep. that was pretty crazy
1: yeah so that's that like i said that might be the best game of the entire year um iowa state beats texas by 11 iowa state is just humming right now hey good
0: for them getting a little revenge on uh uh-huh. was it michael hunter yes point guard who transferred yes to iowa state last year transferred to texas Yep, He was welcomed back to Ames very nicely, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> yes, he was. Oh, man. Uh, Baylor beats Tech by 7. It's kind of an expected win. And then last night, Oklahoma State beats OU by 16. That was one of the best offensive perform- well performances Oklahoma State has put on all year.
0: Also, much closer than the score indicates. Yes. I
1: think it was like a
0: six-point game with like four or five minutes left. OU just continued to foul and foul
1: towards the end and yep. really ran the score up. And then West Virginia beats beats TCU by nine. What Morgantown is a very, very, very tough place to play. Yeah.
0: I and and that's a much needed win for West Virginia. I, I mean, we'll pull up these rankings here, these conference standings, but it's um I
1: was that their that might have been their first conference. I think that was their win. first conference win. We're gonna we're gonna see here. And pretty soon here we're gonna we're going to cover these these upcoming games from this this next week. We have a we have an interesting schedule this next week. But what do you have, Greg? So, wow, Texas Tech. I did not see this coming.
0: 0 and 6 start off conference play. I mean, how do you feel about that? That that is, I think, by far the biggest surprise of conference play so far. West Virginia's. uh I guess I'm going in reverse order. Maybe I should go the other way around. Let's start at the top. Okay. So, Kansas State after their win against Kansas is ranked first in the conference at 5 and 1. Uh however, there is a three-way tie um with three teams at 5 and 1. So, Kansas, also 5 and 1, Iowa State is is 5 and 1 as well. And uh, those were three of your ranked teams right there. Uh Texas is 4 and 2. Uh TCU and Baylor are both sitting at 3 and 3. Uh, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma are two and four, and then like I mentioned, West Virginia at one and five, and Tech at zero and six. So, honestly, looking at it right now, I think I think you're looking at seven teams get in. This is a little bit too speculative of me, but you're I, I, you're, it, you're definitely looking <laughs> at those top six teams. I, I think unless the wheels fall off of one of these schools, all six are getting in, and then I, I'm thinking one out of the two of Oklahoma State, OU, and West Virginia. I don't know if I don't think Tech's rattling off that many wins to get
1: back in it. They, at this point, they might have to win out.
0: I mean, I think they could maybe lose
1: one, one two two more more games.
0: Because I mean, you can go. It also depends on the fashion that they lose
1: those games. Yeah,
0: because I don't. I'd I'd have to look up. I know. I know. um, I know that an eight and ten record has gotten you gotten a big troll team into the tournament before but you'd also have to have a pretty impressive non-conference record they did um,
1: they did only lose to uh texas earlier this week by by two i believe so, that was a road game too and
0: and um so yeah it's still too early to tell um but but the the bubble uh is already kind of defining itself and i think Oklahoma State and Oklahoma are two teams that are are firmly right in that bubble mix, whereas the top six teams I mentioned, unless something goes terribly wrong, will all be in the tournament in March and then West Virginia and Tech I think have to do a lot um to to get back to um being in that
1: bubble conversation. yeah. should we talk about some of the games this week? Yeah, let's and then get out of here. Let's crank those out real quick. All so right. We got this upcoming Saturday we have Iowa State at Oklahoma State. Greg, who you got? I'm gonna go Homer. I'm gonna go
0: Oklahoma State. Uh back to back wins. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Iowa State. They're
1: they're just on a roll right now. Uh TCU at Kansas. Who you got, Greg? Kansas. They're not losing it. Fog. I also have Kansas there. We got Texas Tech at
0: Kansas State. I'll take Kansas State. I mean, talking about the first ranked team of the Big Twelve versus
1: the last ranked team, but I mean potential Trap game. And I'm going to take the trap game. I will take Tech. Uh, Baylor at Oklahoma. What you got there? Uh, I'm going to take Baylor. I've been playing a lot better lately. Yeah, I'm taking Baylor as well. No doubt. We got what Texas at West Virginia. West Virginia needs this. I'll take West Virginia, and then I will take Texas. I know. I literally just said Morgantown is a really tough place to play. You convinced me, honestly. But it was te- still in the it was still in the front of my mind. But Texas has been also. They've been playing pretty well recently as well. So then, this is actually going to be on ESPN on Monday. So this is a like hey, I Monday mentioned. Game. Yeah, we got a we got a different schedule this week. So we have Kansas at Baylor. This this is going to be a very very good game. Man, that's that's going to be a tough one.
0: You know, I am going to take Kansas. I'm gonna take Kansas.
1: My my pick might it honestly might change after Saturday's games, but I'm gonna take Kansas as well. We're locking them in now. Yep. We're we're riding them in. We're doing so. it. I know. I know we're doing it. Then on Tuesday we got Oklahoma State at Texas. I won't go home or two times in a row, I'll take Texas. I will also take Texas. Oh man. I know. It's not it's not looking great for Oklahoma State, but it happens. It is what it is. Oklahoma at TCU. Mm, TCU. I'm going with TCU as well. Kansas State at Iowa State. This is like that's going to be. It's going to be a really game. fun game. I'll take Iowa
0: State. I think. I think the luck. Fun, not luck. I'm not saying that Kansas State's winning streak is luck, but they're not.
1: They're not going to continue to just rattle off all these wins in Big Twelve play. I'll take Iowa State. Well, because I picked Tech to beat Kansas State earlier in the week. I'm going to go with Kansas State here. I think they might they might uh, feel the loss against Tech, and they might come out on fire against Iowa State. So that's what I'm going with. And then the lone game on Wednesday, uh, West Virginia at Texas Tech. Greg, who you got? Oh, man. The bottom two teams of the Big 12.
0: Yeah, I'll take Texas Tech. Uh, they're at home, bottom two teams. But, you know, if West Virginia can – if West Virginia can take down Texas like I like I said they they would, I mean that'd be a huge huge statement win for them and and then going and beating Tech on the road and all of a sudden instead of 1 and 5, you're you're at, you're at 3 and 5 and and again that doesn't sound good, but you put yourself in a much better position to potentially get to that 8 to 9 win margin in the Big 12 play which uh will will, will put you in the at least at least in the bubble conversation. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm going to have to go with West Virginia on this one, I think, I think they're just they will be able to pull this one out. Um, it it might be a really tough game to watch, though. It might be very little offense throughout the entire thing, but we will have to see and wait for that. Um, so, Greg and I, just really quick, uh, Greg and I have talked about this, and so just for consistency, so everybody knows from here on out, we are going to be releasing the podcast every week on Thursday evening, whether or not we recorded that. That day, which we're recording today on a Thursday, but just for consistency so that all of our listeners know when they wake up on Friday morning on their drive to work on their walk to class, they can expect the Around the 12 podcast to be in their Spotify or Apple podcast. So
0: it makes it it also makes it much easier now that it is basketball season and you have two games a week. And I mean, big 12 teams play Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday and Wednesday. And so then recording on Thursday allows us to kind of recap those games um, and then talk about the games for the following week. That way there's not any of this record on a, you know, posted on a Tuesday where then it's like, you know, you're right square in the middle of the game. So, yep, it should be good. It should be good.
1: Yep. And then also, if anybody would like to sponsor any one of our segments, so the Big 12 football scoreboard or the the basketball scoreboard or transfer portal or anything, if you would like to sponsor us. Please or a new segment or or a new segment. If you have an idea for something, please let us know. Um, maybe we create a new segment called like worst predictions of the week or something like that.
0: We'll, we'll see. Hot, hot hot take segment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so if you would like to sponsor us, uh, please DM us on Instagram at around the twelve, and we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you. We love you. Goodbye.